Well, hey there. This is Jim. And I was just thinking. So, out here for my last long run before Richmond. Well, I'll be doing something brand new. I will be an unofficial official pacer for my buddy Chris Darling. So I've got my my gym boss going doing 3030s because he wants to do 3525 but just so I don't miss one or if I do I don't end up doing 25, 35, obviously, so easy if I keep all these the same. And I've got my watch going to let me know if I'm keeping at a 12, 35 pace. Because that will get us a five and a half hour finish, which is what Chris wants for this marathon, so. I must say, I'm not used to this much walking. So you definitely do have to pick up the pace on the run if you're gonna do a 30 second walk. Right now, Now I'm officially behind pace on the walk. I was ahead during the run, I'm behind on the walk. So, and I'm coming to the big hill. So, we'll see how this goes. Uh, more of a training run for me than anything else. And my first, is it my first really long run? Might be in my new Zero shoes. The Prios that I have on my feet. Zero drop, zero foam. Basically a barefoot feel. So, see how this goes. Galloway had me uh, for speed repeats today basically Yazo 800s times 12 again as part of my training plan but nice thing about this you can whack stuff it's not hard coded if you can't do it you don't do it so I'm going to replace a 10 mile easy run for probably the nine and a half total I was going to do uh, speed repeats so, don't want to do speed work one week before a marathon not a good idea so 
And then I just looked and he's got me doing a 17 miler next weekend, which of course I won't do either. Well, I won't stop at 17. I'll carry on for another 9.2. So. I will end up whacking that one as well. So. All right. Uh, as you can tell, very quiet morning. There's no wind. No rustling of the leaves, which now are all brown here. It's getting ready to fall. If I haven't already. And it is a frosty 18 Fahrenheit. Yep. Burr. I want to think about what that would be in Celsius. Like what, negative five or something? It's cold, whatever it is. Anyway, <clears throat> Whew, there's the sun. So our temperatures will be going up throughout this run. So made it tricky to dress for. So hope to get in before it warms up too much. Because I'm dressed, I think, appropriately for. 18 to about 28 but it would be hot if we get into the uh, the mid 30s before I finish so, <coughs> supposed to go to like 42 today so Temperature is going to moderate a bit. Uh, anyway, but it's cold now. Ah, our first external noise the truck. Now it is Saturday. One would expect such things. Change hands here. All right. <clears throat> so what else? Well, I mentioned my new shoes, which I'm loving, by the way. Even though they're supposed to mimic barefoot they do require a little bit of uh, 
of braking, more just to get yourself used to the extra sensations that you don't get with all that padding and foam under your feet. And uh, I'm very happy to say that my metatarsalgia has steadily gone away every day I have worn these. To where now, I'd say it's 90, maybe even 95% gone. All I did was wear these shoes and let my feet do what feet are supposed to do, bend and flex as the good Lord made them to. So, so a couple of observations I've noted. That's one of them. Um, so yeah, it was really bad. I was actually thinking I might even have a uh, a uh, a stress a stress fracture. Sorry, my mouth is so cold I can't speak. A stress fracture in my uh, my second toe because um, this has been bothering me for geez three months on and off get better get worse get better get worse and uh, I was really getting nervous about this marathon coming up because I mean I'd have toughed it out, but I'd have been one sore puppy at the end of 26.2 with, uh, you know, metatarsalgia, pain in the ball of your feet, in both feet, in both feet, and uh, again, mouth cold, can't talk. Um, uh, and uh, what feels like a fracture in a, in a toe. Um, so, I was kind of getting nervous about that, so saw these shoes and said, you know, let's just try that. And this is all I've worn, with the exception of a couple, uh, uh, my sandals I have on much warmer days than today. But otherwise, it's all I have worn. And... been a little over a week and almost immediately the pain in my right foot went away that took like a day and it was gone um, and the one on my left just steadily got better and it got to the point where it was just the toe I was feeling and now for the most part, like I said, 90, 90, 90, 95% of the time, again, mouth cold, can't talk. Um, uh, I don't feel it at all. It feels great. It feels like it's supposed to. So, I can't recommend these shoes highly enough. Especially for somebody who has a very wide foot, like me. So... But the other thing I noticed is, uh, and I noticed it when I was walking in them. So I wore them to work. And of course we have these tile floors in the, at work. And I walked in and 
I hear my feet slapping away on the ground. Smack, 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 smack as I'm walking around. Of course, I realize, man, I'm walking really heavy. Um, which, of course, you don't notice with all that padding and foam under your feet. Well, of course, by the end of the day, I had just started the progression of actually not walking as loudly, thus not putting as much stress on my feet as I just walk around. And now, you can barely hear me on those same tile floors at work. So, I thought, wow, that's a that's a huge benefit. Just let your feet go natural and all of a sudden your body really does go, hey, you know what? We're going to do this uh, natural foot movement stuff. We need to change your gait a little bit there, buddy. Because you walk too hard. So, yeah. So, cool stuff. All right. Let's get a drink. Time for some tailwind, which I love. All right. Now they say these shoes, because they let your feet do what they're supposed to do, should make your feet stronger, which would be a good thing, considering they are your base, your platform that you do all things on, except sit. So, pretty good stuff there. And uh, we'll see. Like I said, I'm, if all they do is make the pain in my feet go away, it's worth the 80 bucks. That's right, 80 bucks. Not 130, not 160, not $200, 80 dollars. That's right. I paid extra to have them shipped quickly, but 80 bucks. I've paid that for other shoes and considered that a discount. So, good stuff. And, uh, and then there's the tread underneath them. So the company says that uh, these things are warranted for 5,000 miles. Now, the, uh, the sole itself feels very much like a car tire. Uh, it's that kind of a feel and grip to it. So um, if it is similar to, you know, car tires, well, 5,000 miles would make sense, because obviously you can get like 80,000 on a car tire, right? So, but of course, the really interesting question is, will the rest of the shoe go 5,000 miles? Because if the sole can go 8,000, or excuse me, 5,000 miles, and the rest of the shoe can make 5,000 miles, I mean, that would mean I wouldn't need to buy a pair of shoes for about three and a half years. I normally buy three or four pairs of shoes a year. So, you know, just figure it. 
$150 a shoe, right? $300 if you buy two pairs, you know, $600 a year times, what, three years, right? It's $1,800. That's in my back pocket if these shoes really go that long. So, that would be amazing. We'll see. I'll be happy if they go a thousand. That would that would be amazing too. <clears throat> so, but yeah, this company makes you know casual shoes and sandals. That's what they started out with, making uh, Hirachi sandals. Things that the uh, Tarahumara. Indians in Mexico, if that's the politically correct way to say it. Native people of the Tarahumara, maybe more PC, not that I actually give a damn, but that's what they wear, those Hirachi sandals, basically a piece of, piece of leather with a string on it to put on their feet. Same thing that people have been wearing as footwear for thousands of years. So, very interested in this company. And uh, we'll see how the winter goes. And uh, all things looking up in, uh, in March, we'll be buying me a pair of those sandals to wear when I absolutely do not need to wear shoes. Because this and a sandal would be amazing too. I have a pair of Tevas, which are nice, but they're your traditional, you know, heavy duty sandal. Sorry for the noise, guys. There we go. Going away from the busy road now. We'll stay away from the busy road for a while. So anyway, yeah, I may try those in March. So, very happy. Oh, good. Blood's making it back into my fingers. It's the thing I hate about cold weather running. Is no matter how well I dress for the rest of my body, and I'm good for the rest of my body, um, my hands always get cold. And they usually stay cold for about the first two miles. We're coming up on mile two, so. The blood is now slowly making it into my, my feet. 
having a little bit of pain in my thumb there for a while on my right hand because it was just getting so cold. So it's the other thing with recording in the cold. So I gotta keep my hand up so I have the mic near my face so I don't have to yell. <clears throat> there's mile two. Alright. We're knocking it back down. I'm a little slow right now. That was a 12.45, but I got some hills in here. That's alright. I'm doing much better with my slowdowns thanks to my acceleration glider drills. It's the big thing with that, being able to speed up smoothly and then slow down smoothly. And that's, I've noticed that's kind of a hard skill to get into, and I notice a lot of people do this. You know, if they're going a run walk or they need to stop for water, it's almost an abrupt bum bum. You know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, a lot of force on your body all at once. So really does take some practice to uh, basically learn to just allow momentum to stop you. It's almost like you're driving a car and you just take your foot off the gas and just let gravity do its thing. So. And yet another hill, but it's South, South Central PA. What would South Central PA be without a hill? So. I'll see far fewer of them next weekend in Virginia. So, Richmond has one, one real uphill. That's it. Somewhere around mile 10 as you run by the James. Then you're, uh, you're either downhill or flat pretty much the rest of the way. And you're downhill or flat pretty much for the first nine and a half miles before you get to the hill. So. And now the money shot. Ah. Ah. Yep, here's my view for the next four months. Barren landscape, except for the evergreens. Uh, here you are. What else? What else? I see lots of folks getting excited for the, see if I get this one right this time, Northside Orthopedic Inst Hospital Institute Half Marathon powered by Jeff Galloway. Yeah. 
Whew, that is a mouthful. So, I see they've come out with the uh, with the shirts for the half and the full. And uh, I will say uh, the shirt for Barb's 5K is uh, is definitely an improvement. So good luck, good going to you there, Barb. And uh, that's pretty much all the comment I can make. So. Not a fan of the half marathon shirt. Frankly, it just it looks boring. It's just not, there's nothing to it. It's just a boring shirt with a ridiculously long name so there it is um but you know this is now their inaugural race so the days of the jg 13.1 are officially done buried five years that was it now time to usher in a new race and a new history yes i know it's Still got Mr. Galloway with it, but it's it already has a very different feel to it. So. I hope everybody has a good weekend that's going. And I think we'll just leave my comments there. So anyway. Uh So what else? What else? Um, well, speaking of training-wise, um, I am feeling better about my uh, my planned goal of <coughs> trying for a sub-two-hour half marathon. So. Did a workout earlier this week. And wasn't trying to be fast, just trying to keep it comfortable, but on the fast side of comfortable. And I managed a nine minute pace, 908 I think to be exact, which would have got me a one, 59 half marathon had I kept it up for 13.1 and I felt like I could have kept that up for 13.1 um, I only went six I think it was six um, but I felt like I could have kept that up so so obviously for the actual race push a little harder uh, 154 shouldn't be a possibility. So, happy about how the training's going. Even though I'm technically blowing it off today. But, I think Jeff would approve of my my swap. So, alright. Let's see if now if I'm out of the hills here. 
at least the big ones. If I can't catch my uh, my 1235 pace, I'm currently 48 seconds behind it. Uh, the hills really do take a bit out of you. So. Anyway, but yeah, train's going well. Still planning on doing my my attempt either here on the rail trail or in Syracuse around Onondaga Lake, which is almost a hundred percent flat. Um, Give myself the best opportunity um, to do sub two. So we'll see what we see, right? Um, and uh, there it is. Well, it'll depend on the weather. So it's going to be like this in Syracuse. And we'll head up that weekend and go visit my mom. <coughs> And on that Sunday morning, along with all those doing this in Atlanta, I will head out and do a half marathon. See what I get. And uh, if it's going to be kind of stinky Syracuse weather, then I will try and do it down here. Again, we'll see. You know, I'm not going to do this in the rain. Um, not this time of year. It's just too damn cold to do this stuff in the rain this time of year. I mean, for crying out loud, it's 18 degrees this morning. So, you know, <coughs> don't want to do it in the snow. So, that'll be a game time decision in about a month. So, that's all I have left is about a month. And then there's the attempt. Of course, I've had a week, actually a weekend, to warm up, defrost, because a week from this morning, I'll be waking up and what? I think it's called North Clearwater slash Dunedin. Yeah. Yeah, not too far from my buddy Norm. And, uh, and the wife and I are going to get up, have our free breakfast at the Holiday Inn, hop in a car that we're renting, and make the two to two and a half hour drive, I think it is down to Sanibel Island for the day to go walk on a shell beach in 70 to 80 degree weather. And I've already told Susie I may never come home. Especially since I'm running today and it's 18 bloody degrees. This is too early for this. I know.
I'm never happy with this weather, but this is too early. You know? Even for here. It's too early. So. Oh well. What can you do about it, right? Nothing. So. Time to turn around. Alright. Head back. And we're going to make our loops in order to fill in the rest of this 10 mile run. Staying off the, uh, the back hill. Because gotta wait till the sun comes up, which is later now. Thanks to uh, us returning to Eastern Standard Time, which truly isn't standard since we're only on it for, you know, one quarter of the year. Good morning, puppy. Black lab on the deck in the house. Good morning, puppy. He's been out to say hello before, but I think he got yelled at, so. Being a good black lab, he's staying on his deck and just surveying his kingdom. It's a nice dog, though. It's a very nice dog. All the jackass dogs are gone now. All right. Let's see. Uh, anything else to talk about? Uh, uh, I don't think so. I've kind of covered all my bases. Um, 2020 will definitely be year of the swamp. I have signed up for the Dismal Swamp Stomp half in early April down in Chesapeake, Virginia. Looking forward to that. Running again with my buddy Chris. Um, I have signed up for the Swamp Rabbit Marathon in Greenville, South Carolina in October. Looking forward to that. Actually looking forward to that more so than I was before, because besides the fact that it was cheap, right, $69, Bill and Ted's favorite number, um, it starts at 6.15 in the morning, so you actually need to have a headlamp for probably the first hour. They start you before dawn, which... You actually run this uh, next year. It'll be on Halloween Day. It's going to be the 31st. So, <clears throat> so yeah. <clears throat> so again, 6:15 start. Again, think that think that out. I mean, obviously, if even if it's you know a five-hour marathon. It's 11.15 and you're done. You know? I mean... I'm going to try and do a little bit better than 5. But... If... Uh, yeah, if... Uh, 
you know, if I do like four and a half, that's what, that's 10.45 in the morning, right? You're done. That's amazing. I'll feel like a, like a fast marathoner being done that early, you know? Which also means if I can get a late checkout, say like a 12.30, 1 o'clock checkout, shouldn't be any reason why I can't get back to the hotel, grab a shower, change my clothes before I have to hop in the car and go home, if I want to go home on Halloween day, but that's a 10-hour drive, easy, so I think, uh, I think I'm doing Halloween in South Carolina. I think that's where I'm going to be for Halloween next year. I'll be at a at a hotel in Greenville, <coughs> and uh, who knows? Maybe even downtown Greenville, and just check out what's what, you know, and then make the drive home on the Sunday. You know, I give myself all day to get home. So. There you go. Alright. Yeah, I feel like we're back in the groove here now. Alright, and walk. And let's see, I am now 22 seconds behind the pace. Yeah, coming out of the hills definitely helped. So, <clears throat> but, you know, in a one-to-one, -one, you do really need to kind of pick up the pace a little bit. And if I was doing 12 and a half pace at my normal ratio, it would be a lot slower running pace. You know? when I'm done recording, I'm gonna switch my watch over and see what my pace is when I'm running right now and see what kind of a pace I need to maintain in order to keep up a 12.30 total pace with 30 seconds of walking every 30 seconds. So, there you go. Um, that's enough of a check-in, I think. I'll give this uh, recorder a break. Thanks for following in and listening and dealing with my frozen mouth. And uh, we'll see you later.